Thank you for joining us at Praise Chapel Parent Mount. We hope you enjoyed this message from our men's discipleship service with Pastor Victor Damage. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info at pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoy this message. Jesus is in the house, and I'm glad he's in the house. And every time he's in the house, that means we're having a good time. I'm not looking for a good time. We're in a good time right now. Because there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. I know we got a lot of Rams fans that are not here, but there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Kansas City Chief fans, there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. LeBron James fans, there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. And he's here. And when you recognize his presence, the word of the Lord says where there's two or three gathered together in his name, he's in the midst. Now, that's not a feeling. That's a fact. We don't live by feelings. We live by the facts. That means if he's here and you really believe he's here, whatever you need is here. If you need a breakthrough, it's here. You need a miracle, it's here. You need a healing, it's here. You need deliverance, it's here. Just manifest and watch God deliver you and set you free. His presence is here. And when you come before his presence like you just did tonight with singing and with praise, the Bible says that's the way we approach him. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And we're thankful just to be here tonight. I don't know about you. I'm just glad for new mercies. If, if, if he, doesn't have to do, he doesn't have to do anything else for me but to give me mercy every day. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. I need his mercy every day. I, I know some of you looking like you got halos all over your head, but I've seen your video. You ain't all that. You ain't that same. Hallelujah. We all got our faults. We all got hmm, our issues. Can you say amen? amen? That's why the woman that had issues, she learned how to touch the hem of his garment. And whatever issue you have, if you learn how to touch God, that issue will disappear. The problem is we don't know how to touch God. Especially men, we don't know how to touch God. We don't know how to get ugly enough. We want to hold on to our pride and our arrogance. We want to be the man. But you must decrease and allow him to increase. It ain't about your swag, it ain't about your style, it ain't about who you are, it ain't about your business, your profession. It's about humbling yourself before the king of glory. Amen. David was the king, hallelujah, but he understood that there was a greater king. And the Bible said that David knew how to dance before the Lord. And David was so radical, he knew how to worship God. And the reason why David was a man after God's own heart is because he simply knew how to worship God. He committed adultery. He lied. Come on, talk to me. He was, David was a mass murderer. David was a hit man. He was a cold-blooded dude. When you read the scripture, David wasn't taking no prisoners. <laughs> but yet he knew how to worship God. He said, God, you can take my money. You can take the kingdom. You can take all of my women. And David had a whole lot of women. <laughs> Got a whole lot of wives and about 450 concubines. Glory to God. But David said, you can take all that away from me. But please don't take your Holy Spirit. 
because I can't worship without your spirit. So you don't worship God in your flesh. You worship God in spirit and in truth. I'm tired. I work hard for the money. So hard for the money. Remember, it's God that gave you the power to get the money. See, that's the problem with a lot of folks. We forgot where we came from. Uh, y'all got your Jordans on. Y'all got your, your, your swag and you're looking good like a Christian should. But you forgot it's God that gave you the power to get that wealth. The more God gives you, the more you ought to bless him. Am I talking Chinese? Because you missed a good place to say amen. I'm talking good. Hallelujah. If you don't pat me on the back, I'll pat myself on the back. I'm talking about lifting up the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He gave you the power to get everything you got. That's the reason why too much is given, much is required. And the more the Lord bless you, the more you ought to praise him. The more God bless you, the deeper you ought to worship him. The more God does for you, the more you ought to do for him. Hallelujah. It's just a simple fact. He's here. And what touches God more than anything, it's a heart of worship. Hallelujah. To worship you, I live. When y'all were singing that, he came in the room. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. And I'm not a singer. <laughs> and nobody's in here a singer. But the Bible says sing before the Lord. Right. So that means to tell me that he's not worried about what key you're singing in. Right. <clears throat> a flat, A flat. God can care less about it, eight fat. He wants you to open your mouth and sing. Hallelujah. If you're singing in the key of why, sing in the king of why me. Sing because you're happy and sing because he set you free. You don't, you, you never come into a worship service and especially men, we ought to be the leaders of worship. The woman should not out shout us and out praise us and out worship us. What kind of mentality is that where we got our wives going deeper than us? shouting louder than us and then we go to a Raiders game go to a 49ers game or the Rams stay at home and scream go where's that go for Jesus where's that enthusiasm for the king of glory and then our wives come to church and they're worshiping God and they're all intimate with God and you mad at her <laughs> If you do all that, that means I got to do all that. Yeah, you got to do it and do it better. Come on, come on, come on. Micah David's wife got mad at him because he danced till he danced to his chonies. <laughs> and she says, my, 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 did not the king make a fool of himself before all his people? David said, woman, what's wrong with you? Is you crazy? <laughs> you done lost your mind. He says, I'll be yet more intense on tomorrow. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. All you folks is just so quiet. Y'all just so nice. Y'all used to be gangsters and pranksters. and Come on, ex-cons and murderers. These are now you're quiet. Looking all cute and handsome. I'd rather look radical for Jesus. I'd rather my face disfigure and shout as loud as I. All this whispering stuff. Mm. Mm. What is that? The Bible says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Well, I heard that before. Then do it. 
Bible is very repetitious. We, we think we need a new revelation every time we come to church. Live the one you already have. Folks always look at, I need a heavy. You ain't that heavy. <laughs> the Bible's not that deep. The Bible is so simple that a child could understand it. Well, I couldn't understand that. I need a Greek interpretation. I, I need, the, the original language was in Arabic. This is America. Ain't nobody talking no Arabic. And then we can get every translation in the Bible, King James, New King James, the, the American Standard Trans, and then we still want an Arabic word. I'm like, really? The Greek word for praise is Uribo, Shando, kick him in the side. Time I your praise. <laughs> and, and you know what? No, I can care less if people, I've been preaching for 36 years. I'm not preaching to impress nobody. I'm in preach, I've been preaching to please God. Me and this man's been connected for 30 years. Some of you were little babies. You weren't even born yet when I was preaching to this church. <laughs> Some of you still got Simlek on your breath. <laughs> I hope he can impress me. No, we're here to please God. I didn't come all the way from San Bernardino to impress you. I came to magnify the Lord with you. That's why David said, come and magnify the Lord with me. Don't sit down on God. Come make a joyful noise. When you're singing the song for the enemy has been defeated and death couldn't hold him down and you're not shouting unto God with the voice of triumph, you're not worshiping God in spirit and in truth. You're not worshiping God in spirit and in truth. That man is hollering at me. Well, your coach hollered at you. The police hollered at you. Your mama hollered at you. Your daddy hollered. When the preachers start hollering, I don't like that. He reminds me of my mother. <laughs> when them day time, and preachers can't even raise their voice no more. Can you tone it down? You forgot you was a parliament funkadelic? You forgot you were a hard rocker? You never toned it down monotone. Turn it down a little bit. I got a headache. No, I need my bass loud and my mic up. My bass loud and my mic up because it's quiet out there. And if men can make a joyful noise everywhere else, okay, on your fishing trip. Oh, daddy, this the... Touched you with his mercy and touched you with his grace and touched you with his love and touched you with his power. Put your marriage together. Put your children in place. Put your family in place. And all you can do is zip your lips. The devil is alive. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that the Lord has done for me. Some of your soul got to cry out. <laughs> well, black people are just emotional. <laughs> no, 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 no. You forgot. When we first came to your church, I found out I'm one of the only black folk that was emotional. <laughs> Pastor Omar had a whole bunch of Caucasian folk in his church. Dennis, stop. Remember, they were on the bass just in case. This man was playing the bass. And we didn't have survival, we had revival. Everybody was dancing. Everybody was running around the building. We sung a song. We made up songs. The I 
I-C-T-O-R-Y. Remember that, Omar? B-I-C-T. Excuse me, Pastor Omar. B-I-C-T-O-R-Y. Victory. And it wasn't the women leading. It was the men. Oh, Derek Montgomery, remember? Hey. <laughs> now we got to the point now where wives can shout louder than us. Oh, no. Some of you, the only favor you got on your house is because of your wife. Ooh. Because you really don't believe, because the Bible says the believing really sanctify the unbelieving. Huh? And some of you don't really know the reason why your house is blessed because you got a wife that intercedes. You got to wipe that praise. You know it ain't you. You don't pray. You don't even see you open your Bible in the house. Get alone pray. Get alone worship. This kind of preaching shouldn't run nobody away. It should draw you closer to God. It shouldn't make you upset. I'm offended. But if the shoe fits what? Wear it. Even Jesus said offenses shall come. Jesus didn't come preaching no cute gospel. He came against the religious folks. You're religious, you're Pharisee, you're Sadducee. You have your father, the devil. You're vipers, you're snakes. <laughs> we want to call everybody a child of God. No, the Bible says God is good to the just, the unthankful, and to the evil. Evil is evil. The unthankful is the unthankful. It rains on the just and the unjust, but it don't make no difference whose seed are you of. The rain's going to fall, but what is it going to produce? When that rain falls on you, what's on the inside of you is going to come out of you. That's why men can come to church and they start manifesting. Because they got the wrong stuff on the inside of them. How in the world can you have the word of God on the inside and you're going to speak against the word of God? Speak against your pastor. I, I, we, Pastor, I really came to church tonight because I want to hear some preaching on my sexuality, how to contain myself. Really? Resist the devil. No, first submit yourself to God, then resist the devil. That's elementary, my friend Watson. You're still chasing women? Something wrong with you. And you call yourself a child of God? Oh, this is good preaching. There ain't nobody saying amen. This is heart to heart. I'm just sharing heart to heart. And when that rain comes on you, if lines in you, lines gonna come out of you. It rains on the just and the unjust. He says, I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But does the spirit come to convict you? Nobody has an excuse. The Holy Ghost is convicting everybody. You, you could try to, you know, well, you know, I was born that way. You a lie, and the truth is not in you. Justifying stuff. And then we want to accept people and not see them change. Listen, I love everybody. The homosexual can come to my church. The cross-dresser can come to my church. But just like the pimp got to change, just like, come on, talk to me. Just like the whoremongers got to change. Just like the, the liars got to change. Just like we had to change. Don't tell me he's going to get up and, and run my band and, and run my choir and run my worship team and say, I was born a homosexual. The devil is a liar. Come on, come on. Sit down till you get born again. Amen. 
let the church say amen. amen. And let the church say amen again. Amen. And let the church say, ain't no homosexual running my band. Amen. That's a lie from Pity Hill. We love all people. And the, I'm talking about the true believer. And, and you know, th they always say, you know, there's no love in the church. Some of you right now just wait. Is he going to call his text? What's the title of his message? So you're so caught up on title and text and don't realize I'm preaching already. I might be through in the next five minutes. Some things are taught and some things are caught. We find this to take place in church. Well, it, now, now, no love in the church. If a homosexual came here, we would love him. We would embrace him. We'd encourage him. For years, I was in San Francisco. I was a counselor with homosexuals, Rainbow Coalition. I've seen homosexuals get delivered and set free. I understand generational curses. And some were born like that because the Bible says the curses to the fourth and fifth and sixth generation. Some of that stuff has been handed down, born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Sometimes we become victims of our surroundings, our environments. And if you grow up in a homosexual environment, you're going to pick up those tendencies. If your mother and father say it's okay for you to cross-dress, you're going to do it. But any man of God is not going to allow his son to dress like a woman and the daughter to dress like a man. That's not going to happen. We all going to church to get delivered. Mama, daddy, sister, them, brother, them, we all going to get delivered. We're going to stay on this altar because I'm not raising no dysfunctional family. I'm raising a holy family. And the Bible says that my whole household shall be saved. On, let's go to church. Your wife shouldn't be the first one out of the bed. You should be the first one out of the bed on Sunday morning. You should be the first one. You should be lead, not watching the football game. You should have yourself ready and get to church early. What is this spirit? Oh, when the boys come dragging in. Oh, we them boys. We making noise. <laughs> You know, miss the worship service out there gossiping like a bunch of women. Yeah. Talking about football, you should be in the house praising God. You should create an environment. Somebody said, He rebuking us. No, I'm admonishing you in the Lord. I've been saved 37 years. I was young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. I didn't just get saved last night. We've seen the trends. We've seen what comes in and what goes out. But the key to everything. Put my scripture up there right now. Hebrews chapter number five. Chapter 11 verse number five. By faith Enoch was translated. That he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. And for before his translation, he had this testimony that he did what? God. He did what? God. Did what? Pastor Dandridge, can you prophesy to me? Can you give me words? Turn on your feet, brother. God's got a word for you. And thus saith the Lord, God's going to take you to the nations. And God's going to do wonderful things for you. Question is, what are you going to do for God? 
We always come looking. Is there a prophet? <laughs> then we live in a day and time where people look for sensation, you know. <laughs> Sit on your feet, Dennis. Watch this. Come on. We want sensationalism. I'm not talking about, you know, there is some genuine things. But sometimes we just look for people to fall. Stand on your feet, brother. God's going to not come on, stand on your feet, brother. <laughs> Don't sit down yet. Because the power of God is on me. I can... <laughs> can can you imagine Jesus doing that? <laughs> when I wave my hand, you're gonna fall. <laughs> Wow, he's a man to God. And he goes to his hotel room and spoken more ganja than you. <laughs> Drinking more whiskey and tequila. Talk to me, brothers, am I right? Oh. But because... <laughs> oh, he must be a man to God. They're falling down under the power. Jesus is a wicked and perverse generation seeking a sign. You got to know who you are. I know who I am. If nobody ever prophesies to me, I know who I am. You know, prophecy don't need nobody proper line over me. And I'm saying the prophecy shall cease. And I'm saying there is a time for prophecy. There's a time for word of knowledge. There's a time for the gifts of the spirit. That's as the Holy Spirit administrates but we want to control the Holy Ghost. Can we control the Holy Spirit? No, the Bible says that we're supposed to be led by the Spirit. We don't lead the Spirit. The Spirit leads us. Just write this down right now. Because some of you need to become the Holy Spirit's armor bearer. Enoch had a testimony. He says, man, I'm not here to please men. And this was before the law was written. This was before Praise Chapel, P-A-W, Church of God in Christ, Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist. He was a man that the seventh from Adam, the Bible said that developed a relationship with God, that knew how to walk with God, that had to worship in his spirit, that had an attitude that I'm here for one purpose, that's to please God. What is my purpose in life? To please God. What is the ultimate purpose of your life? To please God. Not to please your wife, not to please your children. Let me say this, as you please God, he will give you what you need to please your wife, to please your children, because you can't walk with a holy God and not have a great family. You can't walk with a holy God and not have wonderful children. You can't walk with a holy God and not have a beautiful life. I tell you this, if you please God, he'll take care of everything else for you. But the question is, how bad do you want to please him? How bad do you want to please him? I'm a victim. I was born in New York City on a Monday. I was dealing crack cocaine by Tuesday noon. I was a bad cat with a bad hat. I'm a victim of the system. I'm a victim of this United States of America. You're not no victim. If you're saved, now you're part of the kingdom. 
Yeah. Ooh, glory to the Lamb of God. I said, you're a part of the kingdom. God's brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You just got to learn how to please God in everything that you do. And you find out that God's got greater for you than you ever had for yourself. That's why we understand where we are positionally right now in Christ. We are in the last days. This is not the day and time to be unfaithful men. I don't know how many pastors I talk to where they got men that's unfaithful. See, the next scripture says, Enoch had this testimony, right? That he pleased God. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. See, word of faith said, put it on your refrigerator. Put the yacht on your refrigerator. Put the mansion on your refrigerator. Put this on your refrigerator. And name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. That's not what he was talking about. He was talking about faithfulness. He equated Enoch's walk with a faithful walk. And then we get mad when the pastor don't call us. You ain't been at church in three months. You don't pay your tithes. You're uncommitted. You're unloyal. You don't talk about barbecue, pastor. Hey, this is good preaching. I'm going to lay hands on myself. Jesus. Well, the Bible says you're supposed to go after the one and leave the 99. I'm not Jesus. I remember one brother wanted me to go into the hood. I said, you need to go get that brother out the hood. No, 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 I'm not the one. You must be some kind of whip. No, I got wisdom. Colors, colors, colors. I like red. Paul says all we have to do is commit to faithful men. We, we, can't, we can't be cleaning up spilled milk. My wife, my wife, my wife, my job. People are my job. My neighbors. We need some men that are faithful. Am I right, pastors? All the pastors in the house ought to say, you ought to back me up and give me a loud amen. amen. Do I have any pastors in the house? Yeah. Well, pastor, we don't run nobody away. Listen, the anointing will either draw you or drive you. That's why God says, you have not chosen me, I chose you. Like I made a decision, I'm going to like, you that important. Really? <laughs> I'm so glad the Lord saved me. I'm so glad the Lord set me free. If it had not been for the Lord saving me, touching me, healing me, delivering me, I'd be a crackhead. That's right. I would be the one y'all be laughing at. Look at that man running down the street with that big old color TV. That'd be me. <laughs> I was on my way until he found me. I was nothing until God found me. So we look for faithful men. Men that have a walk like Ena. Pastor, I'm not here for the mic. I'm not here to do my own thing. I'm not here with my own agenda. I feel a tune coming on. I'm not here. Ooh, I'm not here 
just to toot my own horn. I'm not here for the crowd to see me. I'm here because I got one agenda. That's to please God. I came to lift my hands in the sanctuary. I come to sing my song in the sanctuary. I come to praise the Lord in the sanctuary. You see me last week. You thought I was praising God. Watch me this week and watch me the next week and watch me the next month. I'm not going to lose my praise. I'm not going to lose my joy. I'm not going to lose my testimony. I'm not going back, but I'm moving forward. Say yeah. yeah. Somebody say yeah. yeah. Say yeah. 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 Moving forward, man. Rapture's about to take place. Enoch, turn your Bible to Jude. It's one book. Enoch is a preview of coming attractions. Now, I like movies. I like to get to the movies early to see the previews. Anybody like me? I don't like you. If you're going to the movies with me, you better be on time. <laughs> Tell you, if you're going to church with me, you better be on time. See, sometimes you miss it. Sometimes it's in the worship service. And you come to church and everybody's laid out all over the place and weeping and crying. Say, what happened? You missed the previews. I came to hear Pastor Omar. God didn't already move. Pastor Omar's laying on the floor. <laughs> said, this is how you're going to make the rapture. I love praise chapel because we still preach about the rapture. A lot of churches don't talk about the rapture. Self-help. Let's have a conversation about your health. Man, I'm going to eat my cheeseburger. Leave it alone. <laughs> if I go to heaven with a cheeseburger, I'm blessed. I know where I'm going if I die. <laughs> we need to have a conversation you talk about the rapture still you talk about living right living safe living holy because you can't make the rapture if you're not living nothing many shall say Lord Lord and not enter in pastor I went Lord I went to praise chapel paramount he said, depart from me. I never knew you. And y'all know my saying, just because you go in the garage don't make you a mechanic. Just because you go in the kitchen don't make you a cook. And just because you come to church don't make you a Christian. My church get mad at me when I talk like that. I said, just because you come to IEDC don't mean you saved. Everybody in IEDC, that's the name of my church. Everybody in IEDC ain't going to heaven. Really? I know how you, I see your video. I know how you live in. If the rapture was, he coming like a thief in the night. If the rapture was going to take place, it ain't going to take place while you're in that script, script club. Well, the rapture's going to take place when I'm drinking this brew. I'm going to hit a nerve right there. We got so many Christians drinking today. 
and be not drunk with wine with access but be filled with the spirit when you drink of the holy spirit you don't need no wine as a matter of fact i ain't had no wine as good as the new wine taste and see that the lord is good i still like my margaritas yeah you got margaret all in your reader <laughs> that's what's wrong with you but I want to please God Enoch had this testimony that he walked with God how do you please God walk with God how do I walk with God he has shown me who shows you the Holy Spirit <laughs> how to walk humbly with your God my God I like this right here I'm closing on this right here See? come here Dennis stay come, come here I can't I can't think of any stay Peter Peter one to my left, one to my right. Okay. Now, okay, you got to understand, there's some warfare going on. The flesh is warring against the spirit, and the spirit is warring against the flesh. Now, this is the flesh. I'm going to make Peter the spirit because he looked good. <laughs> I mean, he dressed nice, you know. Flesh is casual. <laughs> Holy Ghost is tight. <laughs> I'm the soul. The real you is the inner man, the hidden man of the heart. Not your flesh, the inner man. And so what they're trying to do, they're trying to take control of the real you, which is your soul, your emotions, your memory, your intellect, your reasoning. And so what happens now, here's your flesh, you're saved. You confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, but your flesh keep working on you. So your flesh will never be saved. Y'all heard me preach this before. Your flesh is what? What you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what you touch. Oh, there she go. <laughs> All the men in the house say amen. Because yeah. you know, as well as women, it's our weakness. How long you been saved? Y'all, but I talk like this. People just got halos. Awesome, you see halos. Folks start praying. Not, oh, now you're praying now, huh? The sin of a woman will take you out of God. That's why Paul says it's not good for you to touch a woman. Because if you touch, you go over up. I'm from San Francisco. <laughs> That's that eternal touch. You're going home with that. <laughs> I have to have Pastor Omar pray for you. Get that off you. <laughs> Not good to touch a woman. Especially you young handsome men I'm looking at. Because if you touch, you're going to hug. And if you hug, you're going to rub. And if you rub, you're going to lay down. And the Bible says that the axe is at the, the root of the tree. You're going to get cut out of the will of God. Because a woman will take you out. Read Proverbs. Proverbs saved me. I was a young man, loved God, got saved, but there was an older woman in church. I didn't say in the club. In church. The devil goes to church. The devil's in the church business. Oh, she's saved. Oh, boy, that seducing spirit got a hold of me. I was singing oldies again. You really got a hold of me. 
But then I read Proverbs that says, there's a woman that'll take you to the pits of hell. I said, that's that woman there. <laughs> I mean, I would lay and sleep with her, and then I get up saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, how be thy name, thy kingdom come. Right? I was in bondage. And then I went so deep in the bondage, my flesh was such a mess, I became a stalker. I was jumping out of bushes at midnight, saying, who's she, who she dealing with? I'm saved. But the devil had my mind. Then when I saw who she was with, I knew who he was. He was a boxer, a real fighter. I don't want to deal with that one. I said, the Lord know how to save you. But once I saw she wasn't right, I got delivered and set free. I said, no longer will I be a slave to my flesh. Went to church, confessed it to my pastor, got delivered and set free by the power of God, and said, I'm going to please God. And it didn't happen again. Watch this. And so flesh was taking me. I was saved, but I was a carnal Christian. I didn't want the Holy Ghost. I wanted the flesh and repentance. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. So sorry. I was a sorry individual. Because I was denying the power of God. The Bible says in the last days, they'll have a form of godliness, but they'll deny. Here's a good one. Write this down. He says that they become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. He didn't say you didn't love God. The man said, no, I didn't say you love God. You love God, but you love pleasure more. Yeah. Oh, Sheila. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and so flesh was leading me. Come on. Come on, just finish up. So I was being led by my flesh rather than being led by my spirit. So I was pleasing the flesh instead of pleasing God. And wonder why I was living in bondage. I wonder why I was just going crazy in my mind, in my life. Things weren't working out. But then I developed a hunger for God. I said, I'm hungry now. I'm thirsty. I'm tired of living like this. So you got to get sick and tired of being tired. The Bible says, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. That's not my responsibility to get you filled. I've been in churches. Stay here, and I'm in the flesh. Here's a preacher. I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. You can't give folks the Holy Ghost. Take the Holy Ghost. Take the anointing. You can't give folks the anointing. Take it. It'd be a bunch of emotions. I got it. I got it. You can't give nobody the Holy Ghost. Yeah, if you anoint it in a place and that person is hungry for the power of God, God can use you to lay hands. And as a point of contact, that person can receive the Holy Spirit because of the simple fact he's hungry for it. But you just can't give folk the Holy Ghost because they come down to the altar. That man or that woman, which is a man's deception, these men must have a hunger and a desire for God. More than anything in this world, more than life itself. I'm hungry for God. I'm thirsty for God. I'm hungry for more. I need God in my marriage. I need God in my spirit. So he that hungers.
hungers and thirsts after righteousness. Now I begin to turn my soul, hallelujah, from my flesh. And I begin to seek first the kingdom of God and seek after the Holy Ghost. And when I came hungry, hallelujah, the Bible says there come one greater than I. And he shall baptize you in the Holy Ghost. And Jesus filled me with his spirit. Hallelujah. Now, when you get the real Holy Ghost, glory to the Lamb of God. Somebody say the real Holy Ghost. This ain't the real Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues. Everybody can speak in tongues. Paul said, do I speak in tongues of men and angels and have not God? I'm a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. I seen folks speak in tongues and cuss out their wives, cuss out their children, cuss out the cat, the dog, the rat. <laughs> really? No, the true sign of you having the Holy Ghost is a word what I call integrity. Holy Ghost going to make you be faithful and committed and loyal. Holy Ghost is not going to make you a liar, a cheater. Oh, this is good teaching now. Watch this. And so now the Holy Spirit began to lead me. All of a sudden, I found myself, lead me, Holy Ghost, getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning, seeking God for prayer, seeking the face of God. All of a sudden, I turned off the oldies. I wasn't sitting in the park no more, waiting for nobody. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to listen to earth, wind, and fire. See, see, can, I, can, I, can I say this? Some of you got to watch the music you're listening to. Because one of the strongest agents that the enemy uses is music. And we think we can just listen to any kind of music. But the lyrics is okay. Whatever you do in word or deed, you would do it all in the glory of God. Some of that music is what's hindering you. That was free. Because <laughs> the Holy Ghost teaches you how to worship God. You know what? The reason why you're here is to please God, not please nobody else. Who cares what kind of music you listen to? You're trying to please people on your job and in your neighborhood, your friends and your family. I go to church, but I still listen to all that rap with all that cussing. Really? Well, somebody just said, you better close now, preacher. <laughs> I ain't close. I'm going deeper. Rock and roll, romancing the stone. My God, I, I love music. If I, if I stayed in music, I would never be saved. I'll be at every oldie concert. <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire still here. Shy lights. That was my era. See, preachers say, we can go watch the shy lights and OJs and all that kind of stuff. Well, that, that was your era. But, but they can't go listen to Snoop Doggy Dog and Beyonce. That's oldies for them. <laughs> I need my bass loud and my mic up, my bass loud. Because it's quiet out there now, see. It's the same spirit. What was the inspiration under the spirit? Get them girls. Turn off the lights. Light a candle. Huh? It's all about sex, drugs, and what? Huh. So the spirit took me to a place where I started singing God's songs. I just started making up songs. Lord, I love you with all my heart, all my mind. Shut up. <laughs> with everything that's in me I love you Lord Jesus you're the best in my life 
You're the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I love you. And God says, I love that. So I wasn't getting closer to God. He was getting close to me. Hallelujah. I started pleasing God. My relationship with God. My walk with God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Pastor Dan, what is the secret to the anointing? There's no secrets to the anointing. Thank you, brother. There's no secrets to the anointing. All this mysterious stuff. Is there a secret to the anointing? How did you become so anointed? We just started living right. Tell your neighbor, live right, you'll be anointed. Jesus said, on this rock I built my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's not just supposed to be the preacher it's supposed to be anointed. You're supposed to be anointed. On your job, in your neighborhood, whatever you do in word or deed, you do it all to the glory of God. God will anoint you. God will appoint you. God will use you. He's just looking for somebody that would walk with him and please him. Enoch walked with God. Watch this. Put that up there. Jude verse 12. And I'm closing with this. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me get my Bible. Someone say, well, Pastor Dandridge, I just believe that that's some old school preaching. That's old fashioned. Thank you for that compliment. Because <laughs> the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Tell your neighbor, God doesn't change. All right, go to Jude, the last, the last book just before Revelations. It's only one chapter in Jude. Go to verse number 14. And Enoch, the same one he's talking about in Hebrews, also the seventh from Adam, the seventh man on the planet, Enoch. Before there was a worship service, before there was a congregational choir, watch this. And Enoch, the seventh from Adam, what did he do? He prophesied. Y'all reading that? What did he do? He prophesied. Paul said, I want everybody to prophesy. He started speaking things, proclaiming things. Watch this. Of these saying, behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints, not ain'ts, <laughs> to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Look how in tune this man of God was. Before there was ever a prophecy, the Bible said this man walked with God, he pleased God, and God began to reveal to him the coming of the Lord. He says, it's going to happen. He's coming with ten thousands of his saints, and he's going to condense those that are ungodly that you should have served God. You should have pleased God. So Enoch's walking with God. 
He's pleasing God. And the Bible says he was not found because God translated him. You know what? He didn't see death. There's no record in the Bible where Enoch died of a physical death. I hope and pray that the rapture take place tonight so we don't have to go to nobody's funeral. Hallelujah. I just want to be translated with my brothers. I just want us to have a lifestyle that pleases God that when that trumpet sounds, hallelujah, we all get up and get out of here and go to glory. There's going to be a meeting in the air, hallelujah. And that meeting in the air is from the east, the west, the north, the south, all nations, all people, all cultures. We're all coming together, one church, one faith, one baptism. Talk to me and shout hallelujah. And so in closing, there's the preview of coming attractions right there. He says, you want to make the rapture? Please God. You want to be anointed? Please God. You want a strong marriage? Please God. You want a strong ministry? Please God. You want God to use you in these last days? Please God. You want God's great blessing on your life? Please God. Favor just simply means that God's going to be nice to you. Because you're walking with him. Stand on your feet all over this room. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount. Or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.